Hello, everyone. This is Montgomery County Today, and I'm Durley with the Public Information Office. Thanks for listening. Today, I'm talking with Animal Control Officer Lori Charette. Hi, Officer Charette. How are you doing today? Very good. How are you? Good, good. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. As always in July in Montgomery County, it is hot. And it's not just humans who suffer from summer heat. Animals can be impacted as well. Officer Charette is here to fill us in on some of the best ways to keep our animals happy and healthy despite the heat. But before we delve into that topic, Officer Charette, let's tell everyone a little bit about you. How did you get involved with animal control? Well, I was a park ranger for 25 years. And in our parks, we handled various animal complaints, abandoned animals, conflicts between animals and people. And I worked hand-in-hand with the animal control officers in that um, particular area that I worked. And also, when the animal control officers were not available, um, I would bring animals in. I would bring them to safety. I would um, handle, basically, the animal control duties in our parks. Um, So when I moved here to Virginia in 2013, I became a volunteer for Montgomery County uh, at our old animal shelter. Mm -hmm. And that transitioned to the opportunity to be an animal control officer. The animal control position became vacant. I jumped at the opportunity uh, because I felt like it was a natural transition for me uh, from being a park ranger to animal control officer. A lot of the duties are very similar. And uh, I really just wanted to be an animal control officer for Montgomery County. So how long? You, it's only been a couple of years. Yes. Yeah. I started October 2016. So it's nearly two years. Okay. And what do you like about the job? There are a lot of things that I like about the job. Um, you know, I, I enjoy making it a, an important impact on the community and the two- and four-legged members of our community. Uh, At the end of the day, it's important for me to feel good about what I do, and with this position, I certainly do. I enjoy meeting new people, their pets, and educating the public about, you know, animal welfare, how to best keep their animals happy and healthy. So having a job where you are invested in the well-being of animals, let's talk about how best to take care of our pets. This time of year can be especially dangerous because our animals can't really talk to us. I mean, they can bark, they can meow and that kind of thing. But we as the humans kind of have to take the forefront and be knowledgeable. And you mentioned educating the community about how to have healthy, happy pets. What are some of the things that pet owners might need to know about when caring for their animals in the heat? Well, it is summertime and a lot more people are out with their animals. They're out hiking trails. They're out at social events, um, festivities. They're bringing their animals out to a lot more places. So, and like you said, you know, they they can't talk to us. We have to be very in tune with their body language. We have to be in tune with the environment uh, that we have them in. So it's important um, to know that our pets rarely, if ever, complain. And when they do start complaining or there's some side effects that uh, from the heat um, that impact them, it's generally too late. So uh, we really have to be in tune with what they're, you know, if they're panting, you know, how hot the asphalt is. Uh, can we walk them on the grass instead? Um, you know, animals, uh, dogs in particular, don't have sweat glands. So they sweat 
essentially through their paw pads and they pant. Mm -hmm. So we have to be in tune with, you know, putting, uh, if, if we're going to be walking them on the asphalt, we have to take our, our, the back of our hand and place it on that asphalt for about five seconds to see what that temperature is like. If it's tolerable and we're not burning ourselves, then it's most likely safe for the pet. But we have to be in, in tune with what time of day. Sure, yeah. You know, we're, we're taking them for a walk. If we can do it in the morning or in the evening when it's cooler, um, you know, that's the best thing to do. Yeah, so that's a really great tip. Use the back of your hand. Yes. Obviously not the not the front because you're right. kind of used to touching and, exactly. and the back of your hand would be a little bit more delicate. More sensitive. Yeah, right. and so um, avoid those, <clears throat> probably avoid right after getting home at five o'clock or something. Maybe that's a time to, to take the dog into the grass right. in a case like that. Absolutely. So if we happen to get our, you know, our dog out and it is a hot day, what are some of the things that we need to look for? You mentioned panting. Um, a lot of dogs just kind of pant just because they're, you know, obviously very furry and have a lot of hair and they might be a little bit hotter. But what goes beyond that? What sign should we look for if perhaps our dog is in distress? Okay, some of the things that um, you could look for is of course you know the heavy panting um some things we we have to become kind of detectives when okay. we do this um sometimes you know there's a higher body temperature and if it comes down to it we do have to take their temperature you know if we think that they're in distress animals can go go into seizures mm -hmm. when it gets extremely hot they can't tolerate it uh they can get glassy eyes um and basically their their limbs can they they can collapse mm -hmm. their limbs get very um rubbery in a sense mm -hmm. and they can co collapse as a result uh that by the time an animal gets to that point unfortunately it's mostly too late you can pay, take many steps to help them recover but that's a very dangerous point if it gets to that because those could be symptoms of a stroke absolutely even. heat stroke yeah so we want to be, as the humans, we want to be forward thinking yes. in some ways and make sure that we can kind of plan ahead and, and that sort of things. What other sort of precautions should owners take? Uh, for example, one thing that I, wa I definitely wanted to bring up was, you know, there are certain dogs that may have a little bit more difficulty in the heat. Right. Uh, the brachiophallic dogs um, are especially susceptible to um to the heat and uh, they have a more labored breathing they are the flatter faced dogs such as pugs uh, boxers frenchies and most of us know those types of dogs that you know are more susceptible to the heat and absolutely should not be exposed to any excessive heat they just have a harder time breathing in general just because it's just how how they're built it's, it's right it's, it's their, how they're built and then itself. and with other dogs breeds aside we in a way can kind of compare them to people not i mean we're not going to do a full comparison here but age-wise we have to consider that as well absolutely you know we have to be very sensitive to the seniors that may be immune compromised or any dogs that are immune compromised even puppies we need to be you know well aware of what conditions our dogs can be safe under and you we generally know our dogs best 
and we have to really take those factors into consideration when exposing them to the heat whether it's like i said uh, walking them on the asphalt taking them out to the parks uh, a dog off leash park where there's going to be a lot of activity mm-hmm. um, so there's a lot of great opportunities for us to get our dogs out there and involved in activities we have to be the the smarter breed right right we are the people <laughs> yes we are the people so i've seen some folks and i've even seen pictures of this on social media let's talk a little bit about grooming and trimming and that may not be the best practice with your pup. Right, um, especially with the longer haired dogs, people do tend to want to um, get them shaved in the summertime. But in fact, um, that can be detrimental because their hair ser- serves as sunscreen in a sense. Mm-hmm. So um, when they don't have that hair uh, insulation between them and the sun, they can be more prone to having heat related illnesses. Um, also, when they're shaved, uh, many of the breeds will, their hair will grow back more dense than previously. So that will also impact, um, you know, their, their thicker hair, right. um, causes them to be actually hotter. So you're, it's sort of counterproductive. Yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, trimming is fine. You know, uh, regular grooming is great but we have to be very um, thoughtful when we take care of our dogs. Yeah, we, ca- we kind of can't take the, the human approach and be like, well, I cut my hair in the summer exactly. or shave my head in the summer or something like that because dogs are built to have their hair so that it does protect them from basically the environment and right. the conditions at hand. So another, another concern in the summertime is seeing an animal that may be stuck in a hot car. Uh, our 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 heart breaks for that moment. What do we do? What do we do when we see that? What what are our first steps? And you're right. Uh, and that can be a very emotional type of situation for any animal lover. So I always recommend folks when they see an animal in a car, they, in a sense, take a step back and look at all of the circumstances. Is the dog heavily panting? Does the dog look like they're in distress? Feel the glass. Um, You know, if there's no ventilation, you have to look at whether there's ventilation, whether whether there's water provided in the car. A lot of times we can just be emotional about it and kind of blind to all the circumstances. So we have to take a step back, look at the circumstances, and figure out the best thing, best avenue to go. Mostly the best avenue is if you're really concerned about this animal and there doesn't appear to be any owner around, I would call the authorities. Um, Call your local police department or sheriff's station. Uh, They will respond and they will also get in touch with an animal control officer so that several people are en route to that location and they can assess the whole situation. Animal control officers carry meters. Uh, We can take the uh, temperature of the interior of the car. Mm -hmm. Uh, So that adds to the information that we're gathering when we're evaluating a situation like that, whether, um, you know, we need to break into that car to save that animal or not. Most times we're evaluating that 
maybe another officer is going into the local stores or event or something to make announcements. Right, right. So that the owner can return back to the vehicle so that, A, the dog does not um, get into a dangerous situation with broken glass or be startled and scared. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's a lot of things that can go wrong with that particular situation but of course the animal's welfare is important so we have to factor in everything um, and then make the make the wisest decision and proceed from there but I always recommend that people do call the local authorities first right and foremost get them to the scene right and proceed from there okay that's good information is there anything else that you would like to add that maybe we haven't talked about with regards to um, responsible pet ownership, especially in the times where it's, we've, we're dealing with some summer temperatures and, and that sort of thing. Yes, um, there are some things on the market that can help provide more comfort to animals in the heat. First and foremost, if people are going to have their animals outside, they need to provide a shelter, a dog house, yes. um, and provide water at all times. Um, and many people will actually freeze the water and then as the day progresses and it gets hotter the animal has this it goes from an ice cube large ice cube to fluid water so that the animal does have that water all day long while maybe we're at work or something Mm -hmm. Um, so shade shelter water there are other things like um, if you're going to be hiking or walking your dog on the pavement and it is maybe a little too warm. There are um, booties. Booties. Yeah. Yes, dog booties. And there's also uh, little pads, like cooling pads, uh-huh. that don't require any electricity. It's just like a gel inside. And that's nice for especially the, the longer haired dogs or any dog that the brachiophallic spe- uh, breeds. Um, any dog can really benefit from that you know it's nice cooling gel Uh, you could put it in their doghouse they could lay on it and just stay really cool Um, some folks even just use like a little fan they hook up things and you know they they try to keep their dogs comfortable and so there are a lot of things that that we can do I mean hey why not some people leave the radio on for their dog before they you know leave to go to work or something so there are other definitely some comfort items that you can put out there Thanks again for for joining us, Officer Charette. For those of you listening, don't forget the biggest takeaways. Do not leave your pets in the car. If you do need to go somewhere, do your dog a favor. If it's hot out, leave, leave your pet at home. And if you do leave your pets at home, don't forget. Plenty of water, shade, shelter, uh, so that if they do remain outdoors, they are at least comfortable and um, you're doing everything you can as a responsible pet owner. If you're interested in learning more about animal control and tips for responsible pet ownership, visit our website at montva.com slash animal control. Among the helpful information on that page are links to county ordinances, as well as some printable guides that you can share with your friends and neighbors. Again, that is montva.com slash animal control.